Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. How are you doing today? I am great. Hyped up, ready. How many of you are going out for lunch today? Mothers, are y'all going out? That's so sweet. Well, we're not. I'm going to your house. Uh, Yeah, they're coming to my house. Homemade chocolate cake. Uh, Yeah, I know. Five cheese ravioli with meat sauce all over the top of it. Garlic twisted breadsticks. Ugh. I feel the pounds coming on. But I decided that's just easier than going out to try to escape all the people that are at lunch today. So I'm not doing it. You know, we've been going through this last three, four weeks. A sermon called Escape Room. How many of you have enjoyed it? Love it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Today is the finale of that message. And I asked Wendy and Nicole to help me with the last message of Escape Room. Tell me, Wendy, what have you enjoyed about the messages so far? Um, I feel like Pastor's done a great job on this series. Yes, he has. My boyfriend, yes. Yes, your boyfriend. Um, Last week, he talked about offense. And um, I just thought that was really good because, you know, we all have the opportunity to become offended. And the Bible says that it will come. But um, our control in that is whether we're going to take it or not. So I thought that was a really good message. You know, you have in your life two small children, two and four. And how do you escape? How do you get away to a place to escape from? the things and the cares of life so that you are not offended and you're equipped to fight when offenses will come. I run to the bathroom and hide. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I may do that sometimes. But, um, you know, there I do have two toddlers. My son's about to be four, and my little girl's just about to turn two. So I am in toddler world right now. And um, it's so much fun. They're at a great age. Uh, They get along most days. (laughs) And um, it's just fun. But then there are those days that are very trying and they're very tiring. And I do need to escape. Um, One way I like to do that is go to where all moms go, and that's Target. My husband (laughs) loves when I go there. Is it your place of therapy? Yes, it is. Mine's TJ Maxx. I love it. Well, you know, Target has, like, coffee, food, and clothes all in one place. Oh, my so. God. George, I'm changing my therapy place. That was a great point. Yes. Yeah. But you like I grab, to dig for a bargain, though. Yeah. So you love I will dig. grab my popcorn and Coke and just walk around for hours. Dang. Great I idea. get texts, like, are you okay? I'm like, yes, I'm great. <laughs> I sure am. Exactly. So um, that's one place I like to go. And you know, I, I'm able to breathe and just take a breath there, but it doesn't really fill me up. Right. So my great escape, I would say, is just driving in my car and being alone with the Lord. Do you know that Karen Wheaton drives in her car, too? <sighs> We're friends. That's now. her place. She escapes and gets her in her place car and starts the driving. Woods. She walks around in the woods. And yeah, she walks in the woods. Oh, but, I can't yeah. do the woods yeah, now. You can't do the woods, yeah. No. But no, a car, no, so no, you're kind no, of But I'll drive in the car, yeah. yes. That's good for me. Yes. And, um, you know, sometimes I just need to do that and allow the Lord to restore my soul. Yes. To just pick me up, give me strength when I'm weak. And um, so it's just a nice thing to do. And sometimes I'll turn on worship music. Sometimes I'll just not listen to anything. 
and just sit in his presence and the peace and quiet's just so nice sometimes, you know, but, um, I do, I do love having that time. That's so special to me because, you know, I can just talk to the Lord. I can just let everything out and he does renew my mind. He restores me. He, um, you know, when I come back home, I feel like I'm refreshed. My family likes me better. I like me better. Um, so it's just really nice. And one of my favorite verses, um, is Psalm 62, five and six. And the beginning of that says, yes, my soul, find rest in God. It says, my hope comes from him. Today, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. And I love this last part. And I say it over and over and over. It says, I will not be shaken. And I say that, um, you know, if I'm feeling stressed, I can say, I will not be shaken. If I'm feeling tired, I will not be yes. shaken. Yes. If I'm weary, if I if things don't go the way I planned it, it's okay. I will not be shaken. And I just say that over and over. And, you know, it's not because of anything that I do or my strength, but it's because I lean on his right. that I know I will not be shaken through that. Yeah. So, um, you know, just for the moms and everyone out here today, I just declare that over your life today that no matter what you face or go through or if you have little kids or grown kids or whatever stage you're in, you know, just know that you don't have to be shaken. You can lean on God's strength today. That's wonderful. That is so great. You know, Nicole, I have a question for you. I know that your escape is a little bit different. I'm having a problem. I forgot to bring my tissues up here. It's Brian, quick. She needs I a need tissue. Security, I mean, security. Security. Yeah. There we go. Here you go. It's going to be a problem. You know, your escape has to be different because your life is a set routine now with Care for Phoenix. Don't look at me. <laughs> Nicole, I know that you have a set life and routine. I won't look at you. But what, how do you escape? What's your escape package? Well, your place. I'm still trying to figure out the answer to that. And I did, uh, my voice is having allergy problems, so <laughs> listen up close, guys, if you want to hear my um, things I have to say today. And I have notes because of everything I'm about to read to you. That's one of the reasons I need notes. Um, but I think, you know, in life, there's like two different kinds of situations and circumstances. There's those that are, um, you can kind of see coming and you're like, mm, you kind of brace yourself for impact and just pray to God it's not as bad as you think it might be. But then there's other ones that you just did not expect. I can't look at her. Hold on. Oh, ah, good. This is how we do. Okay, okay. I'm not looking at you any longer, okay? Ah. I'll call and say, Dad, I called your phone because I didn't want to hear her voice. Take me off the speakerphone, okay? I'm not here. I'm invisible. You can keep talking. But there's others that you just did not ever see coming. And the hit that comes when you're not looking and not expecting it is one that can absolutely take you out. So, you know, um, of course, in our journey with Phoenix, we had the moments where we experienced every human emotion. It's everything people describe. Time absolutely freezes and it just stops. And then 
at some point, I have no idea how much time passed in that room, but then you start to hear the sound of your own heartbeat again. And you're like, okay, I'm alive. This is happening. I can't escape this. I can't get out from around this. I've had some plans of ways. <laughs> I told Joey to go get her back. We're leaving. We're not doing this. He's like, from the ICU. I'm like, go get her. Yes, just we're leaving. We're going to try it again. So he was smart and didn't do that. But um, thank the Lord. But um, then, of course, our first response to good news, great news, horrible news, in the middle news, is just to pray. And as soon as, you know, I could gather myself to even get up off the floor and pray, that's when God gave me the promise that he was going to completely help her to, you know, survive this, that immediate phase, but that he would heal her and completely restore her. So, um, it's like at that moment when you hear the gun, I don't even know if they do this anymore, when the gun shoots and everybody starts sprinting, it was like, okay, yeah, I got a plan. I'm going. So I just sprinted at any cost, physically, financially, spiritually, emotionally, just went as fast and hard as I could because I needed to do it for my baby. So you just do what you need to do. But probably about 11 months into it, I started to be affected by the sprinting. And that's when I realized that this journey was not going to be a sprint, hence the word journey, um, which probably means a long, windy road down somewhere that takes forever to get there. But so I I knew that it's not going to be a sprint. It's going to be a marathon. And so it was then that I knew I needed to change my pace And I needed to find the pace of grace. And so pace refers to the speed and the movement and the tempo of something. And grace is what you get from God to sustain you at that pace. And um, I'm trying to make it quick. The pace will never match the promise. Right. Right. And say it again, Nicole. The pace will never match the promise. Here's an example. Acceleration. Slow down. That doesn't go together to me. Those are opposites. So the pace of slowing down and being alive when she's whole is much different than what the promise is. So, um, but if you, this is something that's really blown my mind. I might can look at you for this one. But if you will read the Bible and study really close, Jesus did every single thing that was prophesied for hundreds of years in three years, and he walked everywhere he went. Like, I was like, hold on a minute. That's, that means, like, because they didn't have cars, right? No, you'll, if you ever read a Bible that says, and Jesus dropped everything and ran to heal the girl— then it's not a real Bible because right. it never says that. Right. He walked at such an even pace that he was that's able to good, fulfill Nicole. everything yep, that's in good. a short period of time. So um, then this part is probably not my favorite part to share, but I think it's something that needs to be shared today. I mean, can you imagine what Joshua felt when he, ma- he arrived at the promise? He was 
standing there, and he was locked out. It was wow. shut. He couldn't go in. He couldn't get in. And God had a plan, and he trusted him. And I think it's uh, it's Joshua. You don't have to look this one up because it's a version we probably don't have back there. But Joshua 6, 2 in the New Living Translation says, but the Lord said. That's what he said first. Yes. So every time I feel like something feels like a setback, I'll say, but the Lord said on January 9th at 7.05 a.m., I remember what the Lord said. And this is not even in my notes, so maybe somebody needs to hear this. But there are days, it's the middle and the waiting that is, that's where you get some good stuff. That's where you get refined real good. You're going to make or break it in the middle and in the waiting. But sometimes you have to stop keeping the problem in front of you and let the promise be what guides you and pushes yes. you and motivates you. Yes. And it's not necessarily how much further you have to go, but sometimes you need to look back and remember. Yes. And Pastor Josh said that Wednesday, and I just could have laid on the floor and cried forever. Like, just remember. Like, he, it's not that he's not doing it. Look what he's done. Yes. He's done so yes. much. So try to keep your perspective good. Keep it positive. Look that way and not that way. Um, except your if you're looking back to remind yourself of how far you've come. Um, And I have hurt myself through this process running when God wanted me to walk. Yeah, yeah. Um, And if the enemy, it's been said, this is not a me quote, I can't take credit, but it's been said if the enemy cannot get in front of you and stop you, he'll get behind you and push you. Wow. Because he understands what's at stake if you get out of the pace of grace. But probably the most difficult thing through this journey for me is to have a promise and to not fully understand God's timing. Yeah. And I love him and trust him, and he's my source and my, you know, my everything, my air I breathe. But at the same time, there's these feelings sometimes that come up, and I'm just like, Mm-mm, don't feel that. Don't feel that way. It's like, but if he said this, and it's like, oh, I don't want to feel it. So... I thought, what a better place to ask you in front of all these people than what should I do when I feel hurt or even offended by God? That's a hard question. But I have an answer to it. Because our last offense in this escape room is one that we put on ourselves. What do we do when we become offended at God? It was in September, 33 years ago, It was a nice, wonderful fall day in North Alabama. And there was a very pretty, hand-selected yellow phone from AT&T hanging on the wall between my dining room and my kitchen. And it began to ring. (laughs) 
it rang and I picked it up. Just like any normal person used to do with the phone hanging in your home. We no longer have those. And it wasn't just the voice of my mom, but it was the voice of my dad and my mom. My mom. That's Jean. She's the one who taught me the word. She's the one who taught me the foundation of everything you have in me today. She's the one. She's the one that I'd watch in the hallway of our small home separating clothes for six people. And she'd be praying in the spirit, crying out to God, not just praying in the spirit. Most of my praise, and praise is worship pray, praying. It's a different, but she would be crying before the Lord. She's the one that taught me about God's love for me and that he loved me so much that he gave his one and only son. And whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. She says about us, my dad said this, take them all to the altar and get them saved and then just kill them to make sure they all made heaven because we were just such rowdy kids. That's their philosophy in life. But on that September afternoon, late evening, they had some news for me. It was a report one month after my mom's 50th birthday that they had discovered cancer. And as the months continued to go by, testing was done, everything was taken hold of. Results came back, mammogram done, testing done, biopsies done, and my mom had five cancers or more, three of which at that time were the fastest spreading that would eventually spread throughout her whole body, including her brain, and she should die within three to six months. I'm 700 miles away. I'm not with my mother. I'm not there to protect her and take care of her like I could have done something anyway. So I begin to go back to God, the one that she had taught me about, and said, hey, hey, God, I'm your daughter. I left home. I left my mama. I left her back in Texas to follow your will and your plans and your purposes. I left her 700 miles back. And this is how you take care of her? You let sickness and disease come on her body? My mama that taught me how to pray? My mama who stood in the gap for each and every one of us until, until we were saved, until we were filled with the power of the Holy Spirit? Is that the way you take care of my mama? And guess what happened? I opened the door. I heard a knock at that door. This door right here. This door. That's been the way for us to escape. But I didn't come into an escape room. I let the enemy in. His name is offense. And I let it in. And as the months continued and my mom went through surgeries and my mom went through treatments and my mom went through chemo and my mom went through radiation, I let something called a root of bitterness take place in my heart. It was deep and it was down inside of me because the enemy, the offender, had knocked on my door and planted seeds in my mind that God wasn't enough and he didn't care. And so I took this chain of offense. It was a big, heavy chain. And I wrapped it around myself, and I thought about it. And I dwelt on it. And I stayed in it constantly. And I thought, this is the way you take care of people, huh? So this is how you do it. 
This is how you take care of folks. This is what you do. And it was on a Thursday night, months later, that I went to choir practice, and it was a short season in my life, but one that was necessary. And I went in, and I sat down while we had a director by the name of Mark Reagan, and he had chosen this song for us to rehearse for that night. said, I can't say that. I can't do that. I can't let that come out of my mouth. I can't talk to the God of the universe that way. I can't do it. I was wrapped up. I was choking. I had no life. There was nothing in me any longer. I didn't know grace and pace and doing stuff. I was trapped in a fence and the enemy was having a heyday over my life. I needed a trustworthy friend to help me. I needed someone to speak into my life and say, Phyllis, it's going to be okay. But nobody knew. Nobody knew because I kept going to choir practice. I kept being the pastor's wife of Calvary Assembly. I kept being the good mom, mom to Meredith and Nicole. I kept being the greatest, best wife I could to George. But this is what happened. There were signs. There were things in me. I'd make dinner. I'd do what I was supposed to. But instead of sitting at the table eating, I'd go, you know, 
I feel like I just want to go outside and run. And I'd go run. And I'd run. And what little energy I had because I was so fighting on the inside and my spirit was so empty of him. I'd go run. I was dropping weight like crazy. Crazy. And I was trapped. I'm trapped. I'm separated. I was in a pit. I know what it felt like for Joseph to be in a pit because I was in a pit. I was in a pit of no return. I was in a pit where I had silenced and shut out. That day I opened the door and let him in. I let God stay on the outside of the door. I let him be out. And I needed someone to help me. I did leave choir practice that night. I walked out. Because I couldn't handle the words of the song. I couldn't bless the Lord. I couldn't speak to him. I didn't want to be where he was. And I went home and sat down on the sofa. And this is what I did. Silence. Nothing. I'm trapped, George. I'm so trapped. You know what, Phyllis? I know you're hurt. George, help I know me. you're angry. I can tell. Help and you know me, I love George. you. Phyllis, you're going to have to deal with this. I can't say it, George. I can't say what I think. I can't do it. You know, God knows what's in your heart. <laughs> you know, he knows what you're thinking. Oh, I can't say it. And it's it. killing you. You've got to get this out. Honey. You mean if I say that to God, everything's going to be okay? I know this much. I know he loves you enough to let you say it. And it's in there, and he knows it's killing you. I'm afraid to say it. I know you are. But you know what? God can do it. George. And he's big enough. And I love you. Just say what's up. Just tell him. You can do it. God. Just tell him. God. I'm mad at you. I'm so angry and disappointed in you. You've let me down. You are not a God of love. You're a God of disappointment. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm mad at you. I don't know if I hate you but I know I don't want you in my life. And I have something to tell you, church family. I have something to tell you, dear friends that are watching on live stream today. As soon as I told him what was on my heart and my mind, I want to tell you, there was no rebuke. There was no absence of him. But instantly, instantly as I began to call out his name, I felt the warmth of his presence all over me again. As I went and I opened up the door, I opened up the door to go out of this escape room. I went to the door to criticize him and to be ugly and rude to him. Look.
instantly. My chain and my bondage of separation were gone. Instantly, my chain and my bondages were gone. And I'm here to tell you, there's a second verse that my mom taught me. There's a second verse my mom taught me. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn us, but that we would have everlasting life. We would have life, no condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation through Jesus Christ. There is therefore now no condemnation through Jesus Christ. I'd known God. I'd known God. I'd walked with him for many years before that encounter. But I'm going to tell you, I know God. I know God now. I know who he is. I know who he is. I know who he is. You go, Phyllis, you just keep walking. You just keep walking. Well, I've got something to tell you today. I'm just like Abraham, and I've got a promise in front of me. Everything that he speaks to my heart is true. He is faithful to keep his word. He is honest and trustworthy. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the same God that walked into that living room at 506 Ride Drive Southwest in Farmington Subdivision, our first home in Decatur, Alabama. He's the same God to me now. So when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because he walks with me. I will walk with him. He goes with me. I'm passionate about my God because he's passionate over me. I'm in love with my God because he's in love with me. I can smell him. I can taste him. I can feel him. I have encounters with him. I have encounters with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. If I had not have chosen to lay down that entanglement, that care, that trap of the enemy that night, I would not be standing here today. Because just like Nicole said, it's a pace. It's a pace. It's a pace. You know what? It's a pace to walk in his presence. It's a pace to walk with him and know him. I know this one fact today. That you sitting in this room. You watching on social media today. That God has an appointment for you. He has something for you. Now I'm going to tell you something too about the enemy. Number one, he's a liar. Number one, he has no place in my life or any place of authority over my life. None. He has no place over your life because guess what? You're my seed. All of you sitting in this house today, you're my seed. I'm your mama. I'm your mother. I'm your spiritual mother. And I'm telling you today, he has no place in authority over your life. And today we're calling him out. We're calling it out today in the name of the Lord. I fight for you every day. I battle for you every day. I pray in the spirit for you every day. And I'm telling you today, there is a God of love that wants to encounter you today. He waits and longs for you to come into his presence. He waits for you to let go of this thing that you've held on to for so long. Today is your moment. And I'm here to tell you one more time what I said earlier as I started this. And the mom gives away. Ladies and gentlemen... My name is Phyllis, and I'm your friend. 
I'm your friend. Today, just like I needed a trustworthy friend, someone that knew me and knew really the heart of my, and love of God inside of me. Today, I need, you need a trustworthy friend, and that is me. God chose him, my best friend. He's not just my husband, my boyfriend, and my lover. He's my best friend. We have fun. Today, I'm going to tell you, my dear loved ones, I have a gift for you today from God the Father. He wants to set you free from that little seed that the enemy's planted in your life to think that you're not good enough, to think that you're not worthy enough, to think that you're not going to overcome, to think that this word called faith is good enough for Phyllis, but it's not good enough for you. I'm here to tell you today, it's a lie. 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 I'm not walking back through that door. But I did want to show you this. Today, my dear friend, everyone stand. Let me ask you this question. Are you ready to be free? Are you ready to say, God, I'm letting go. I'm letting go. No more bondage. Nothing will keep me from you. Nothing will keep me from you. You're disappointed. You're sad. You're confused. There's so much stuff in life today, but I'm telling you, right now is your time. This is your moment. And I'm asking you today to join me at this altar and let everything go in Jesus' name. If the Holy Spirit has spoken to your heart in any way today, I want you to come forward now. We're going to pray a prayer of victory over your life today. You stepping out, that's it. Let the chains go. Let the bondages go today in Jesus' name. Come on. Let it go. Come on. That's it. It's your time. It's you. God spoke to you today. Trustworthy. Come on. Yep, that's it. Let it go. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Come on. I say it again. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. You're free. You're free. Throw off the chain. I want you to physically throw off the chain. Throw off every word that's been spoken over you. Throw off doubt. Throw off sickness. Throw off disease. Throw it off today in Jesus' name. Throw it off in Jesus' name. Throw it off in Jesus' name. Lift up your hands. Those that are down here, lift up your hands. I declare in the name and the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ that today you're free in Jesus' name. No more shackles. No more shame. No more bondage in the name and the authority of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. The Lord our God is greater in you than he that is in the world. Take captive every vain imagination today in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Ian, give me your hand. Now, in the name of Jesus. In the name, no more, no more, no more. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. No more in the name of Jesus. All of you standing back there, lift your hands. Pray in the spirit for these saints of God. I want you to pray out loud. We're fighting demonic strongholds today in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. No more in Jesus' name. Come on, you guys, help me. Help me, help me pray for people. Come on, trustees, come on. Frank Berry had a vision this morning. Frank Berry had a vision this morning of God's umbilical cord. 
flowing from his throne into this place today. He said, Phyllis, there's a divine connection healing today through Jesus Christ. Come on, trustees, elders, pastors. Come on, let's go, let's go. Let's pray for people today. Set them free in the name of Jesus. Be set free in the name of Jesus. Gwen and Blender, be set free in the name of Jesus. Anna, today, be set free through the love of your Father. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. Precious girls, be set free in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Today is your day. Today is your day. Today is your day. Come on, pray. Come on, Pastor Joey, sing for me. The overwhelming love of God. Yes. Come on, somebody pray. Crystal, Jillian, come pray with Gloria. Come on. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Come on, Ruth Ann, I need you at the altar. Come on, Ruth Ann. Come on, help. Come on. Dear friend, give me your hand. Give me your hand. Hello, my name is Phyllis, and I'm a trustworthy friend of you today. And I'm telling you, God's big enough to take it. Today's your day of breakthrough in Jesus' name. Tell him what's on your heart. He'll be there. He'll listen. Today's a new day and a new door that God's opening up to you in Jesus' name. Michael, pray with him in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, pray. Pray. God, deliverance, wholeness. Hello, my name is Phyllis. You know I'm your friend. You know how much I love you. I've invested in your life all your life. Today's a day of freedom for you in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Set them free, set them free, set them free today, oh God, in Jesus' name. We take off the bondages and the chains of the enemy today, oh God. And we say we are free in Jesus' name. We are free in Jesus' name. We are free in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that you pursue us today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hello, my name is Phyllis, and I'm your spiritual mother. I stand in the gap for you, and I fight for you in Jesus' name. You are a conqueror through Jesus Christ, your Savior and Lord. Mighty is the Lord, our God, that lives inside of you and dwells and moves and has his being inside of you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No more in the name of the Lord. No more in the name of Jesus. No more in the name of Jesus. No more in the name of Jesus. Be set free today in the name of the Lord. Be set free today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Take it off. 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 Come on, Anna, take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Come on. Take it off. Take it off. Take that chain off today. Take it off. No more. No more. No more. Take it off. 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 Take it off in the name of Jesus. Take it off in the name of Jesus. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. In the name of the Lord. Take it off. Take it off. In the name of the Lord. I'm telling you today in the name of the authority of Jesus. Take it off, Ron. Take it off, Ron. Take it off. No more. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. You are free in the name of Jesus. Shut up, I love, 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 I love
Sarai. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Don't carry it anymore. Take it off. You're free. You're free. No more. No more. No more. No more. You've been wrapped up. Take it off today, Jonah. Take it off. In the name of the Lord. Take it off. No more. No more. No more. No more. Enough is enough. Phyllis, and I'm radical about a God who found me and rescued me, delivered me and brought me out to know the truth. And today, my friend, I say this to you. You will know the truth of everything I've said today, and it will set you free. Today's your day of freedom. So I stop in the midst of all this. Pastor Joey, stop abruptly. Just stop because God has an invitation One more time. One more time. You say, Phyllis, you're just so dramatic. (laughs) I can't help it. I know the God that of dramatic. And he is so much more than I could even think about being. He's so God and so wonderful. He's so off the chain and great. He's absolutely amazing. Every creative idea that I experience, I know where it came from. Him. Every time I see someone caring for someone in need, I know where it came from. Him. Every time I see the glory of a morning sun coming up or the setting of the the sun in the evening, and I see the beauty of it, I know where it came from. Him. Him. So I ask you one more time from your Father God today. Is there anything in your life that you say, you know, I wonder if that's what that is meaning today. It is. If the Holy Spirit has prompted you and said that, yes, it is. And I want you to walk in freedom. How do we do that? By responding. Why did the woman with the issue of blood get healed? Because she responded. Why did Peter... And all of us experience one of the greatest miracles of walking on the water ever to get out of your lifeboat. And I'm asking you one more time from your Father God. Today, will you be set free? These people down here are going to be changed forever. Their lives will never be the same today. And they're going to remember this Mother's Day for the rest of your life. When you came to the altar and you said to God, I've been mad at you. I've been offended at you. I've been disappointed at you. I don't understand what you're doing. But guess what? They've settled it with God this morning. And everything's wiped clean and they're leaving brand new. No more chains and no more bondage. Today, as Pastor Joey continues to sing this song of God's love and freedom, I ask you one more time, will you come here today and meet the God of all, the God of love and compassion that we can't even understand or grasp? He didn't shove me away and say, I rebuke you. He loved me. He loved me. Today, today, one more time, 
Let's worship and sing this song and then we'll be gone. But today, if you need freedom, come forward. Annette is here. Pastor's here. Right here. Come here. Christy's here. Tammy's here. Michelle's here. Come on. Come on. Brian's here. Michael's here. Come on. Today's your day in Jesus' name. Let's sing it. Come on. Yes. Hey, say to you today, freedom. don't miss your moment. Don't miss freedom. your moment. God Today's wants to just do something to wonderful. You know why I could tell Phyllis what I did that night? Because I knew her heart. And I knew her, and I loved her, and I'd watched her, and I watched her just walking through the pain, walking through the hurt, and I said, you just have to say it. Do you know God's big enough to hear your worst? You know God's big enough to hear your anger and your upset and, and, and all the junk? You know he's big enough if you'll just be honest with him. So I want to say that today. Guys, don't miss your moment. The devil's an equal opportunity offender. <laughs> And God's an equal opportunity deliverer. Can you say amen? Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.